What's going on, Trophy Kids? we got an awesome one here for you. We're coming a little bit early with the college football show. I'll explain why here in the intro, um, but it's a great one. we got some picks already ready to roll. We're giving out some leans, talking about the big games. It's what you expect. It's a good one. Thank you for your continued support. Hopefully we do a little bit better this week, and let's roll. Welcome to Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is September 30th, coming to you a day earlier. How are we doing today, gentlemen? We are doing fantastic. Doing well. It is a, it's a day earlier on this one because I will I voluntarily am going to the Bengals-Jags game on Thursday Night Football to have my eyeballs prematurely bleed um, before this weekend. So, you know, should be should be a nice time Thursday night. Oof. We were uh, we were off to a hot start tonight. Um, this show, we're going to have some notes. on. So I was able to get some notes going on some big games. We're going to talk about all the big games this week. My computer at 5 o'clock today crashed. For whatever reason, my Word document was not set to auto-save like I thought it was. It did not have an auto-recovery. So I lost every single note I had on the NFL. We are postponing that show to record on Friday. And I've spent the last couple hours compiling re-back my notes uh, for the college football podcast. So it's been really a, a great start uh, to the day, to say the least. So we're recording this also Love at that. about 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> Love that journey for you, Nate. Yeah, haven't, haven't eaten. Journey's been fun. Um, do you all want to apologize for uh, your coach this weekend? Apologize? No. no. I don't want to apologize for, a, for an overtime win. I got a game that I said was going to be very close. <laughs> I think I it's time. Never apologize for, for a nothing. win. I think it's time for a, a yearly review of of the employees. Uh, question one: um, Was your t- coach fraudulent? Uh, hold on. Wait. <laughs> yes fraudulent. or no? Tucker? Yes or no? What are you talking hold about? On. Hold on. Hold on. I thought he there said was another th- coach on the other side of the field <laughs> that squandered <laughs> two plays <laughs> and a timeout. <laughs> How about this? Uh, yes or no, did Mel Tucker say it was a double mouthpiece game? You know um, what? Yes. I, yet, yet, <laughs> I know, I know true, you had... True or false? What? Is Michigan Not State... Really a bad beat either. I, great, I don't know where you're going here. Is Michigan State a... Uh, would you say good or, or great team right now? You know, that, that, that's, that's up for debate. <laughs> I have it. I have it written down right here. Uh, good teams win. Great teams cover. So um, I'm going to go That's with no. No. That's why. No, they are not. They are good. They are good, not great. They won, and that's all that really matters. Kicking they the are ball. good and not great, Nate. They are good and not great. They Kicking are not the like ball the great. On third down. I needed them. The you know what they need to be more like? They needed to be like Florida and Dan Mullins. Dan Mullins knew where the spread was at and played for that at the end of that game and won his booster some money. Mel Tucker should be out there winning me money, Mel, Tuck, or Mel Tucker's boosters money, the fans of Michigan State money. You should be playing to the spread. You should run the ball. And you know what? It should have been even more of a statement to say, this is a double mouthpiece game. Let's step on their throat and make a statement here oh and score a touchdown. God. You play to win the game. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe before you know, that, you betting became a thing to win the game. Huh. Look, we watched so many years of D'Antonio lose that exact same game. So for us to watch Mel Tucker go out there, call a decent defense, defensive uh, play, and then you know what? Say I'm gonna end this game right here. I'll take that every single day. 
four, I'll, get the betters. I don't care about the spread. <laughs> I don't care how much money you had on it. We got the win, and that's all that matters. That is why I don't bet on my own teams, because I would have been pissed that they didn't cover, but I am so happy that they won. They pulled one out, um, and I'm nervous about Western Kentucky. I I mean, I would be, too. They're going to come out there and just absolutely end you guys. Oh. Um, I don't think I was ready. Either, right? I was ready to yeah. swag surf. Okay. I was swag surfing, and then all of a sudden, Mel Tucker decides, "Hey, we don't want some third down goal line practice. We just want to kick a field goal uh, and end the game." So I am no longer swag surfing. Since with, we're, uh, since we're doing this, how did Matt Stafford look this weekend? Does it does it feel good to have little brother mentalities how, over there how, in Michigan State? <laughs> how did Matt Stafford look this weekend? He looked great. Absolutely great. I'm not surprised in the least bit about it. But you know what? I, I didn't bet that game, so I, I don't care. <laughs> oh, sounds familiar. You don't bet on games uh, you uh I would have been pissed had teams. they not yeah, had they had an opportunity to cover and they failed to cover. That's what I would say. I'd be absolutely mm-hmm. pissed. Um mm-hmm. Dante's frozen right now, I just realized. So I don't know if you're trying to say something. All I heard was something about little brother too. What the heck is that, Nate? They they barely beat Rutgers. Uh, still win. Still win. Last time I checked. Um, y'all are going to okay. tear me into Michigan fans. That's what you all are going to do. Oh, um, I'd love that for you, Nate. It'll be <laughs> hilarious to watch you wallow in your own misery. Kick. It's the same issue in the Florida game. Josh Heupel. I'm sorry. You have timeouts at the end of the game. One coach, Dan Mullins, playing to make the boosters happy, playing towards the spread and kicking the shit out of them, putting their foot down on a throat. Other coach? Not using his two timeouts, not giving Joe Milton some much-needed goal line help and experience. Um, You know, just doing the baffling things. And that's apparently what I got Mel Tucker. I I have to account for a man who is scared to be great. Scared to be great. That's what I have to be afraid of. That's a little (laughs) much, Nate. Because when you brought up little brother, they didn't cover either. Because I'm looking at this Ohio State-Rutgers game, and it has Rutgers listed as 4-0 against the spread. So I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't bet Michigan either. So, you know, four-point spread. Why did you bring up little brother for no reason? I'm just saying. I, I can't have a little brother mentality. I can't I can't be swag surfing anymore, apparently. Uh, what, big brother, big brother, big brother, out. big brother tries to score a touchdown in that spot. You don't big brother tries to score a touchdown. If you don't want to be on the hype train, you don't. What was that? If Big Brother big tries brother to score a, score a touchdown, they're going to score a touchdown. Yes. Did you watch the end of that game? I was about to say, did no. you see that? Big Brother mentalities, we are we are whooping up on you in all all oh all all chances. Oh. Nate, this might oh. be my last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, oh. furious, furious with you Remember and furious with Tennessee. Was going to be good. Furious with you guys and Tennessee. You remember last time you thought Michigan was going to be good, and Dante and I both told you uh, you might want to chill out on that for a second. We literally predicted that. I would like I would like uh, Mel Tucker to win me back. I'm going to need some uh, stepping on throats, double mouth guard game, like I, I was told. I wouldn't do it this game. No, I, would I would not, not do, do it this game. Well, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. I can tell you exactly what's going to happen in this game. I think Western Kentucky is going to kick a lot of field goals because I think they are going to. I think Western Kentucky is going to chip their way down the field because that's what Mel Tucker is going to allow them to do. I don't think we're going to see a lot of bomb plays because, I mean, we've been playing that soft coverage all year. It's not going anywhere. Fair. I thought they might be able to get them beat deep a few times. I'm hoping by 730 I'll be a little out of it, so I won't even need to um, worry about this game too much. You know, the other thing that's surprising about Western Kentucky is their offensive line is stellar. At least long enough to let him get that ball out. Well, that's not good. 
Yeah. Because the oh. quarterback's good. The receivers halfway decent. Did you know Davion Williams game. went to Western Kentucky? I did not realize that. The old cornerback from Michigan State. He's starting for them now. I had no idea. I don't know anything about Western Kentucky. I don't even know where it's at. Is Very it good pass. Well, Western Kentucky. Bought, Western Houston side of the Baptist state. Was a, Houston Baptist was a big um, school. Uh, had the air raid offense. And then Western Kentucky just hired their head coach this year, brought the quarterback and leading wide receiver over to Western Kentucky for the, for the team. So they got a, they got a decent team. They're one of the most misle- misleading one and twos in the country, I would say. I believe that. I yep. mean, the amount of offense they put up, 400-plus yards a game yes. is ridiculous. It is nuts. I would stay away from this game. I would come nowhere close. Yeah. However, that 10.5 points makes me more comfortable um, that Mel Tucker might cover it than a D'Antonio team ever would. Um, but I do not like this game. I'm no. very nervous. I think it'll be a very close game, and I'm worried that this could be our first uh, gut-check game that we end up losing. I'm just. Oh, I was about to say that Nebraska game was clearly a gut check. <laughs> no, like a, the, our first loss, our first really first put loss. you in your place. Yeah, the the two uh, square picks of the week from Nate Cook were Michigan State minus four and a half and uh, Wisconsin minus six and a half. Both both pandering Oof. picks in their own right. Um, but you know Oof. what? It is. We're done with the pandering. Did Wisconsin picks. score six and a half points. Ah, dude, Wisconsin was. <laughs> But can Michigan run it against that defense? No. In Michigan, which we'll, we can, you know, why don't we just get into the games this week? Yeah, but let's, yeah. <laughs> Michigan, fun fact I learned during my prep, fourth in the country um, in plays that are rushing. So out of all their plays, they, are, they have the fourth highest rate of rushing plays out of all, the total offense in the country. They're going up against a defense that, I don't know if you noticed, is the best against the rush. I don't know where... This game is interesting because on one side you have an offense that relies heavily on the rush in Michigan. Uh, they're uh, one and a half point underdog right now, over under set at forty three and a half against a. So you got good on good Michigan's run offense versus Wisconsin's stellar elite rush defense. But on the other side you got Wisconsin, who I don't know if they have a playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. Like I, honest to God, don't know if they have a single dude on that offense that wants to make a play in games. Like, it just, it is, I bleed bad for Wisconsin. Here's actually a question that I posed very drunkenly. I was I had to go to a, an engagement party on a Saturday, and there was a Wisconsin fan there, and I posed this question. Um, I think it's an honest-to-God, you know, probably getting a little far out of it, but a question I'd be asking for Wisconsin. Do you stick with Paul Chris? Because you have a hot, young defensive coordinator commodity who has turned your defense elite. This is the offensive product you're getting. It's basically the same in, same out. Do you risk losing him to another program, or do you take the, sh- the chance, name him coach and waiting, maybe see if this offense gets a little better in a year or two, and then cut ties with Paul Chris? I don't understand why, why schools in the Big Ten resist doing what other, what other schools and other conferences do, which is hire a hot shot offensive coordinator and let them call the offense. Instead, they cling to either calling the defense or calling the offense or whatever, and it ends up being the same. Like, you can get the same product in all 14 teams in the Big Ten, and that's a lot of relying on the run and then throwing when I have to. And the game is changing. If I was Wisconsin, maybe you look for another offensive coordinator that can change up your scheme a little bit before you move away from Chris. Because Chris has brought you a lot. 
He has. It, that's the thing. That's that's the argument. I'm I'm not necessarily picking one side or the other. It is a question, though, I think is worth posing because you do have a coordinator who is going to – a defensive coordinator who is going to get a, a job somewhere. He's been turning down jobs left and right. He's been getting offers in the NFL to move up to the NFL level, a.k.a. the Packers, to move, I think, to their – on their st- defensive staff. He's getting coaching offers at other schools. It's just a matter of time before he gets an offer. You know what Wisconsin gets right now, I think you honestly are kind of fine with but it's gotten so bad that there is an argument, I think, to be made that maybe you get you keep Jim Leonard, head coach. He's young. He might go out and hire an offensive coordinator that is more innovative and willing to change what Wisconsin is every year, which is a great offensive line, three yards in a cloud of dust, and we'll throw a ball every once in a while off play action or something, which is essentially what they bet. They have to evolve or they're going to die. This is like This is terrible. This is extremely bad if you're Wisconsin. Well, this is just really bad for Wisconsin because usually they at least have a running back. They don't. Yeah. They still don't really have a good running back anymore. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not explosive. The line isn't like it's good. Don't get me wrong; it's very good, but it's not even like a stereotypical Wisconsin offensive line. And you have the best quarterback recruit you've ever had, and he looks terrible out there. And uh, I don't know if that is coaching, just not like I honestly can't tell at this point if it's he's so bad or if coaching is just so bad that he's kind of sunk into that level. It's hard to tell with this offense. That's hard to tell, especially with Jack Cohen looking like he did over, does over at Notre Dame versus what he did at Wisconsin. I mean, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Cause Graham Mertz looked garbage. That's... I don't know if they're making him go through too many reads or, or what no. they're doing. If they're trying to put him through like a pro style offense, but it doesn't really matter with him. It looks like. Yeah, it's not good. And then on Michigan side of the ball, I will say this. Wisconsin's going to have our time. The defense is pretty good, especially if you have to try to pass it. That number four corner for Michigan is solid. I meant to mention it last week. Every game I've watched, the kids out there making plays. Michigan, though, does rely a ton on the ground game. What are we thinking spread-wise, pick-wise here? I I don't want to lay it with Wisconsin, but I'm having a hard time laying it not with Wisconsin here, to be honest. Yeah, that's I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm a, if if uh, Michigan was favored, I would take Wisconsin at home just because they're at home, or maybe even just take Michigan because th- there's no way Wisconsin will beat them. But because Wisconsin's favored, it's one of those weird lines that I don't like and I don't know what to do with anymore. The line is making me question the game more than my eyes. Yeah, I mean, with Michigan running the ball seven almost 75% of the time, and like you, you already brought up that Wisconsin has one of the best run defenses in the country. I have no idea what to do with this game. This is going to be whoever breaks first, right? Does the defense get? Can Graham, can Graham keep his offense on the field long enough not to tire out his defense? Can Graham keep control of the ball? Yeah. That's true. Not and not throw pick sixes <laughs> in the red zone. My God! Right. <laughs> yeah, he just needs to keep control of the ball. He just needs that, to not turn it over. That's but crazy. that brings up another good point: is it wasn't Wisconsin's defense that lost that game. It was Wisconsin's yeah. offense. Just, so. just to also clarify to to strengthen how good this Wisconsin defense is through three games, average rush yards per game is sitting at twenty three yards right now. Just to just to clarify how good they are, they're averaging one yard a carry against teams against this defense. So and good I mean, luck with that mission. And they <laughs> looked amazing against Kyron Williams and the normal Notre Dame offense. Well, even though their offensive line yeah. is a little down this year, <laughs> that offensive line is very down. down. <laughs> um, but they still did. They still did do it against Kyron Williams. I mean, he's still the same 
player that he is. Oh yeah, elite level talent. Loose. If he can break one loose, if he just gets one little block, he's gone. But not against this Wisconsin defense. So yeah, no, I really want to do it this game. I lean Wisconsin. I don't. I'm a sucker for pain. Apparently, I was horrendous in college. It was a bleed, slow bleeding out in college this week. NFL, I got right though. I'm back on track in the NFL, but college, everybody, yeah, we the strategy is back. Standing um, applause. Standing applause. Yeah, I spent a little too Daniels much on the. I spent a little too much on uh, the NFL last week, which I think is partially to blame for my college. Partially, just making some square pandering picks was also a problem. So we're not mm-hmm. doing that going forward but complete opposites i went three and seven in the nfl i went seven and three or no i went seven and three in the nfl three and seven in college this week so you know complete you still pick tennessee but against both of our advice yeah and they were what what are we talking about at the beginning one coach (laughs) played to win the spread dan mullins could have taken nice but he went down and got a touchdown to make his boosters happy and the other coach and hypo absolutely messed it up at the end they could have covered that game hell they were covering that game but you bet on joe milton Joe Milton didn't play until Hooker got hurt. He came in at the end. But yeah, um, I, I think I I'm at the Wisconsin, but I don't yeah. know if I'm betting it. I don't know if I'm, I'm laying down money on this game yet. I don't think I'm going to have to. I don't think I'm going to be able to bet this one either, because if I bet on Wisconsin, I'm going to have to suffer with Graham Mertz. And if I bet on Michigan, the last thing in the world I want them to do is win this game. So um, I'm staying away from this. It's a good game. If you want to I'm watch. excited to watch yes. <laughs> old, school, old school Big Ten Big football, Ten. lots yes. of turnovers, lots of running, um, keeping the ball between the 40s, basically, because they're not going to be. Okay, Notre Dame, Wisconsin any, last any, week. Anybody's end zone. Yeah. Also, we're, we're still not sure if Michigan can throw a forward pass. No. Longer than like 10 yards. No, they yeah. <laughs> are the lowest passing. They're like fourth worst passing um, offense in the country. And it's like behind like. Army and Navy and Air Force, like the ones that run the triple option. Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. Um, I actually tweeted this because this game is pinnacle like Big Ten, but Notre Dame is the perfect Big Ten team. Like they they yes. they fit perfectly. I tweeted it this week watching that game, like perfectly uh, a Big Ten uh, team. But um, yeah, it is to to uh, harp on Tim's point. Michigan right now is averaging 164 yards through the air so not not good that is that is outside the top 100 <laughs> as yeah, there are, there's quarterbacks who have more than that just on their own yeah it's yeah. it's not not good um oh my goodness so yeah i i'm just gonna stay away from the game entirely probably but who knows i might be a sucker for pain i'll, I'll tweet it out but it's not a pick that i'm giving Let's talk Friday Night so Lights. I'm hoping for a Nate Gup pick on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk Friday Night, Iowa, Maryland. Friday Night Lights, Iowa, Maryland. Stay in the Big Ten. Maryland is plus three, over-under 47 and a half. I'm going to kick it to Tim first, given Maryland is his favorite team in the Big Ten. <laughs> I did say hand up. I was wrong. I don't know Actually, how wrong I am with this. Uh, I was going to say. Being at, being at plus three. <laughs> I may have apologized a little too early for that take, because with them being plus three, um, and they're at home. I think they could end up winning this game. This could be a big letdown spot for Iowa. Yes, I agree. Um, similar to Michigan, does Iowa know how to throw a forward pass? No. Um, no, they do and not. I never have, never will. Yeah, that's just not their <laughs> game plan. 
and Maryland is going to throw a lot of forward passes. Um, and I, again, this is kind of similar to the Wisconsin thing. I think Wisconsin or Iowa isn't going to give up too many um, yards on the ground, but their their secondary is a little suspect. And mm-hmm. if the other Tua gets out there and gets a couple to go the further than Tua. <laughs> get, uh, baby Tua. get a couple. Yeah, baby Tua. If he can get a couple down the field, I think Iowa might be on the bad end of a I've said it before, a twenty point deficit. Yeah. I mean this twenty is, point. I that's Ooh. hyperbole, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the um this game cuts a lot of different ways. I when I started breaking it down, I gave Tim some shit uh for his Maryland claim earlier. Um but this it did is, not look great against Illinois. Yeah, got, did not look it. great. I understand. This is a game though that matchup wise it's hard not to pick Maryland in my opinion mm-hmm. here. You have an Iowa team. I mean, it all comes down to can they force Iowa to play from behind early? Because if Iowa can, if they can just muck it up, run the ball, which also their rush offense, they are so poor efficiency wise on offense, Iowa. They're 91st in offense efficiency. They're 116th in EPA per rush. They're averaging 3.3 yards per rush. Like they're not even doing what they normally do well. So, like, if you and their quarterback in, in pass offense is horrendous. So, if, if, uh, Maryland can spread them out. They can open up the pass, which they are one of the most efficient passing offenses in the country. Um, they're eighth in passing yards per game. Um, they're averaging 9.3 yards per pass attempt. So these are the best athletes I was going to has seen so far in the passing game against the secondary that has looked suspect at times. Um, it's kind of like blunt force against speed. Like that's it's like that classic classic battle of just you know if you can open it up you know, can Maryland's got a shot here. Now, the concern I have, you know, they get punched in the face early. Do they They go home packing? Um, but the Iowa offense is so, so terrible that it's hard for me not matchup-wise to kind of pick Maryland. The juice sucks on this, by the way, but um, it's mm-hmm. minus 122 right now in, in Maryland. Um, I might honestly bet them money line if I bet them, but... Um, it's hard for yeah, me not to see Maryland. It's only plus one forty-two. Yeah, feels like it should be a little bit more. Um, but this is the exact opposite of the Michigan-Wisconsin game, where that Michigan-Wisconsin game is strength versus strength. This is strength on weakness. Yeah. Um, this is Maryland's biggest strength versus Iowa's weakness, and I think Maryland's going to catch somebody. And Iowa always has those letdown games too. You. Never really, I mean, they can have strong years, but it feels like they always let one big slip up in there. Yeah, this I am glad that we're avoiding this Iowa team as MSU. I because this has a like six, seven game written all over it <laughs> for MSU Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I'd rather avoid Maryland the way our corners play, but um... yeah, but I think again, you let you let. Throw it, baby Tua. Make it easy on yourself. Yeah, baby Tua. You let him him throw it 10, 15 yards, and then you you set up a staunch defense when they get in the 20, you know, 20 yard range. You bend, don't break type of deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm really leaning Maryland here. I, I, I like Maryland, as I said earlier. Before that Illinois game, then I apologize for my take because they did not look great against Illinois. Um, 
Another thing, too. What is it with Maryland and Friday night games? They haven't been led into the Big Ten club yet. Wasn't yeah, that they're still member of yeah. the Big Ten, they don't. Um, they're still working with a fake ID. They haven't. They haven't matured right. into the Big Ten yet. Yeah, they're so still. Rutgers just got gifted it. And Nebraska did too, apparently. Yeah, well, Nebraska's got more of that, you know, Garbage. midwestern feel. They're they got the midwestern feel to them, you know. Maryland's still East Coast Garbage. side. <laughs> I mean, don't Nebraska don't like, is still and will always be dead to me. With Rutgers and Michigan both being in the Big Ten, don't we have, like, the oldest college football teams? Yeah, probably. <laughs> the Ivy's probably got you in, like, the Harvards of the world. But that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. Rutgers was a part of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rutgers is yeah. one of the oldest teams. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so so is Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, so is Michigan. Little sisters of the poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I think – are we all on Maryland? Yeah, I think Maryland is. Damn it, I don't like that. That didn't work out well last time. (laughs) (laughs) Have we all ever agreed on something and that's what has happened in real life? No. I'm sure it has, but I don't have a good track. (laughs) The problem is I don't do a good track of job of tracking your guys' picks, and then you don't send them to me, and then I just lose track of it. So I just keep track of it. Don't blame us. You can listen to this podcast. Oh, I do. Right after this. (laughs) You can write it down. Yeah. You can write the same things down that we're writing down. Yeah. Yeah. I hear y'all's voices a lot so <laughs> and not in active conversations um, yeah all right so we're all in maryland lovely awesome take that into effect uh trophy kids um yeah. i will say this just one more thing maryland has the number 39 th- number 39th rush defense so yeah maryland like surprisingly you know they're not complete pushovers yeah i mean it's almost like somebody Said that they were in the right, top. Let's uh, in that in that <laughs> second tier of the Big Ten. Well, you said they were one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Let's, let's okay. clarify here. D- 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 <laughs> don't mix don't mix my words. I said one of the better teams in the Big Ten. You were like, oh, one of the best teams in the Big Ten. <laughs> I'm now <laughs> have to go back and pull the clip. <laughs> said, oh, Tim, that's ridiculous. They're not Into one of the, the best teams in the Big right Ten. They here. still have Ohio State. It's like, yeah, I know, Nate. It's one of the better. It is. I'm I'm giving better, you your props right now. Different than best. Just like Michigan State's a good team, not a great team. They win. They may not cover. Yeah, well, we're gonna see about Michigan State. I may come back around. Um, I was so pumped. Oh, just... you're not allowed to anymore. You declared so... yourself a and uh, go blue <laughs> Nate over there. So uh, uh, we have the text messages to prove it. Uh, fired up. Fired. We have the receipts to fired pro- to prove it. That's what he was saying all the first ten minutes of this podcast. Um, That's true. And then he, he then went to destroy Michigan in their non offense. <laughs> Not good. Um, like I'm at a loss right me. now. Um, all right, let's talk about a, a a game that is currently set up by the bookmakers to be an absolute bludgeon. Um, Georgia versus Arkansas lines at eighteen and a half. Over unders at forty eight and a half. Where are you all in this game? Arkansas, by the way, I mean, just they've been playing some physical football games coming to this game banged up against who I consider the best football team in college football. I think they're the most complete team right now in college football. Um, You know, the offensive line could get better. uh, But where are you all at with this game? I mean, the the bookmakers are setting this up to just be a a beaten essentially right now. I think I'm going to fall into that trap. I think this is finally Arkansas's letdown game, even though I predicted that to be last game, which I was clearly wrong. Um, 
And with a line looking at 18 and a half, they're smarter than I am. So I'm just going to take the point. I'm going to take Georgia. I'm going to have them beat them by 20 somehow. I don't know how, but I'm, I'm trusting Vegas on this one. Good. So JT has uh, Washington back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. He's well. I don't know if it's official, but Kirby he Smart said he he was going to either be available last week or this week, and I think they made the decision that they don't need him against Vanderbilt. So he is he is supposed to be him and Tyreek Smith are both uh, supposed to be available this week. Yeah, as much as I like Arkansas, eighteen and a half is a lot. I don't know if uh, the Razorbacks back, Razorback defense can stop JT and a full arsenal. Well, see, I think that's the that's the debate that's going on in my head, to be honest, because I think if, you know, Arkansas has shown that they are willing to be, I mean, they're one of the most efficient defenses in college football right now. They have shown a willingness to bend, not break at times, where they just do, you know, three, three defense alignment and they kind of drop everybody back and say, you know, try to beat us by a million paper cuts almost, um, and they play physical. So if Georgia commits to the run, and they're able to run it to kind of open up the pass, I mean, they will shred. Like, if they make Arkansas defensively say, all right, we have to respect the run, then I do think JT Daniels, with Washington back and the weapons they have right now, absolutely shreds. Um, but if they don't, and they come out super pass-happy, which it is Kirby, and, you know, they have they have brought this offense in the 21st century, this game becomes a little bit more interesting. Because while K.J. Jefferson is banged up, he's expected to play last I saw, so is Burks, their leading wide receiver, also banged up. Not great. But if they kind of run the ball a ton and they get super physical down in the trenches, I mean, they're not going to move it against the Georgia defense because the Georgia defense is elite. Second fewest yards allowed per, through the air. Seventh fewest rushing yards per game on the ground. 2.3 yards per carry is what they're allowing. Most efficient defense currently in the country, according to the power index. So it, it's tough. I just... Arkansas, they played a lot of physical games, too. I just... Do they? Do we even think they have it in them to really play a, a very physical style of football again? Yet again this week, after I mean Texas didn't give them a huge punch in the mouth, but Texas A&M game was physical. <laughs> yeah, um, I think Arkansas will hang with them early, and then I think Georgia blows the doors off this That's game. My feeling, yeah. Okay. I hate the eighteen and a half, but because I could, I could make the case Arkansas sticks within that number. But I think too many things have to go right for them to stick in that number. And I just and we don't know what KJ how he was. I mean that offense was bad without him in there. And we don't know how he re, he relies on his legs to sort of open up the pass a little bit more. And if he can't really do that with that knee injury, I just I fear yeah. for what they're going to be able to produce offensively. But they are, I mean they've earned the they've earned a better I think spread than this at times. But it's it's tough. Yeah, I think too. Like I think Georgia defense. Like you said, if if you can't, if the quarterback can't move, Georgia defense limits Arkansas to like, yeah, fourteen points. I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know where points are coming from. Right. Especially with Burke, their, their number one wide receiver and biggest deep threat, also being banged up. Like he's gonna play, but he's also not a hundred percent. Like these are not things you want going into this game. I do think Arkansas is still the second best team on the Western side of the SEC. I think they've earned everybody's respect. Clearly. 
Tim's a big Arkansas guy this year, I know. Um, I have become a believer in them, but it's I once again I think Georgia's the best team in the country, and I have a hard, and getting Washington back is just adding another weapon to an offense that has been, yes, it's been lesser competition, but just shredding people. I don't know if anybody has any other yep. thoughts, but I'm I'm going nope. I, I'm biting the my, trap. I'm with my you. Total breakdown on this was I trust Vegas. I'm taking Georgia on the points here. Yeah, I'm I am as well. I don't love that we're once again all on the same side of this football. Hey, but stop this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't say it. Start fading you on some of these. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Let's talk. Let's talk money game. Game that me and Tim will be together to watch uh, for our annual football fest festivities. That is the UC Bearcats heading up to Notre Dame to take on the Fighting Irish. Line is at plus one and a half for Notre Dame. Over under is at fifty and a half. Where are we sitting right now on this one? I'm at a loss. You're on mute, Dante. I think. I am at a loss. I just I saw Dante getting very animated about something and no words coming through. So I was assuming he was yelling <laughs> at his dogs and that's why he was on mute. Well, <laughs> the dogs and then, yeah. But anyway, I'm going to let you two talk about this game. I don't have any opinion. I know y'all cannot wait for this game. I'm really excited for this game. Um, what I do wish is I wish we knew that Drew Pine was going to be their starter for Notre Dame. He looked... He came in and had immediate control over the offense, was going through progressions. It looked night and day, that offense. Now it could have just been having a little juice, picking up the younger quarterback, senior quarterback goes down, you know, that kind of thing. And then he might not be as good in practice or or in a full game if he's known to be the starter coming out of um, the week. But that being said, Cincinnati looked not great against Indiana. I know they ended up pulling out the win. They had some stupid mistakes. They looked like they were a mess. They looked they looked flustered. And now they're going to Notre Dame. And I just don't know if they can end up pulling this out. Plus, I really don't want to be rooting against an entire family of Notre Dame fans. Oh, it's going to get um, feisty, especially so, with our buddy Ryan so with, there. It's going to be. So with that being <laughs> said... Even if Ryan's rooting for Cincinnati, I don't see that I want to end up (laughs) betting on the Bearcats here, especially to cover, even if it is only one and a half. I like Notre Dame in this game. I think that they're, I think people wrote them off early just because of how bad Florida State played and how closely that game was against Florida State. Um, And that people haven't been giving them as much credit. So I know their offensive line is not great. Um, and their offense can struggle at times. I mean, it is Jack Cohen that's still their quarterback. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of questions around them, but with UC, the way they struggled against IU scares me. So that's why I'm gonna go with the fighting Irish here. Um, speaking of the event we're at, you know, great podcasting for all the viewers have no idea what the hell we're talking about but i do enjoy playing heel at those parties so you know this is this is a perfect spot it is we were talking about it this weekend i had it was um myself my roommate and one of our other buddies were talking about it it's gonna get uh it's gonna get a little heated this weekend to say the least but um i i came into this um week ready to roll lock in uc let's go um i think you hit a good point with the not knowing the quarterback situation because there, you know, a lot's been talked about the matchup between coaching and the history there, kind of the bad blood with uh, Freeman going over to Notre Dame and being the defensive coordinator, 
Brian Kelly was off, also obviously at UC uh, before his elevation. Um, so there is some familiarity there. There is some bad blood. You know, there were some players at UC talking about how they need to go up there and show Freeman that he made the worst decision of his life this weekend type of thing. So there is there's some juice um, energy-wise on this game already, not to on adding on top of that, I should say, that this is the most important game on UC's schedule. Um, in a field this year that I think we all can agree is the most wide-open college. Like, nobody's great. I mean, I like like I think Georgia's the best team in the country, but outside of them, like, I don't really see, and even them, you have some holes like the offensive line. Everybody's sort of beatable this year. Now, is UC going to come in and beat an Alabama or Georgia? Probably not. Not the way they've been playing. Um, Notre Dame. This is something that I don't think we've talked about a ton, though. We mentioned it last podcast. They are getting screwed by the teams coming off buys. I mean, it worked out in their favor with Wisconsin, but this is another team in UC that gets a buy to reset after Tim. You pointed out IU, not a great showing. Now, I that was mostly discipline. I mean, they just made a lot of boneheaded mistakes in the penalty area and kind of the execution side of things. I think, which is not a good look on them because they're an no. older team. Yeah, not a great. I'm not. I'm not discounting that, but I think that was somewhat of a wake up call. I think it was a good experience going into a hostile environment. I think that getting the bye week out off of that was the best thing that can happen to kind of be like, hey, man, like we're. It's sort of like a gut check. Like that was a nut cutter game. You know what are we doing here? Um, UC's third in EPA per rush. They're averaging five yards per rush. 49th in passing offense uh, yards per game. Ritter, I spoke, we, we went into depth about him for that IU game. I love Ritter. I think he's been improving every year. He's 7-2, and two, touchdown interception ratio. I don't love, you know, the two interceptions were, weren't great, but I think the key to him is to run more. Um, the defense, number two in turnover, average turnovers per game right now for UC. They're only letting up 3.5 yards per rush. The defensive line, I think, is very good. They need to do a little bit of job of getting home better, but... You know, we talk so much about UC's going to know Freeman, the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame. I think the real story is Freeman's going to know how to, to pick apart this this UC defense. He knows the ins and outs of it. He knows the players because he was there, and he recruited a lot of these guys, who you can pick on, where you can pick on them. The question is, can Notre Dame even execute a somewhat cohesive offense? Because I haven't seen it. The quarterback play had looked... It's spotty. I saw it as soon as Drew Pine came in, but after yeah. that, that he went on a little hot streak. But I don't know. That's a little good. I, I'm sticking with my original pick. I'm saying <laughs> it right now. We're going UC Bearcats over Notre Dame. End of story. That's what we're going with. Well, we got our first trophy kids disagreement. I'm going to take Notre Dame here, and we will see how it goes. <laughs> it's going to be great. I love it. Dante, can, as you can see, is very excited for this game. I love this game. This is my favorite game of the week right now. I hate that it's a 2.30 kickoff. I think that's stupid because it's Notre Dame, though, of course, so they get the 2.30 kickoff. But uh, I love it. I cannot wait. I'm excited. I'm pumped for the game. I just want new blood in the playoffs. Um, here's a point on this game that I think is worth mentioning, or not even mentioning, but just talking about slightly. I sort of agree with this, but Paul Hemkes, I can't pronounce his last name, pointed this out. Most coaching wins since 2017, Nick Saban, 55 and 4, Dabo Sweeney, 53 and 7, Lincoln Riley, 49 and 8, Kirby Smart, 48 and 9, Brian Kelly, 47 and 8. He probably gets more heat than the rest of them combined, do we not? I think that's that's pretty fair. Oh, and no it's doubt. it's sort of in it's oh, no. yeah. 
I would argue he's almost doing a better job, not obviously than Nick Saban, but like with his hands, his hands are tied due to how they recruit, and he's still producing. Like nobody's beating Alabama, Clemson those years, but like his hands are a little bit tied there in their ability to recruit. Not completely, but it is it is more so than Lincoln Riley and Kirby Smart. True. Yeah, more so than them. Yeah, I just don't like the guy. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, I can get why that would come <laughs> off, but <laughs> but I thought yeah. that was interesting. Also, I don't know. I tweeted this. I don't know your all's feedback. Tim didn't seem to like the idea. I want to ban all nope. neutral game sites. Every big game during the regular season should never be played at a neutral game site. I no, hate I that for college that. football. Hate it. I it's the worst thing ever. It was oh. just the it was just the specific one that I was watching looked pretty awesome. That's fair. Yeah, I think there should be considerations for I mean, them. The Wisconsin Notre Dame one in Soldier Field, like that one, seemed awesome. Dude, having the jump yeah. around and only getting half the stadium to do it was just depressing because it's a split stadium. I thought stadium. it was pretty cool. I thought it was dumb. One of the best things about college football is the atmospheres. It's what makes I these games fun. I thought it was really fun. cool to see like half the stadium shaking and the other half just like just watching. Except for like the handful of Notre Dame fans that did it. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's tough luck. Yeah. Well, why not? You gotta have fun. They were probably drunk enough where they didn't know what they were really doing. Anyways, they thought they were at Wisconsin. Yeah, I like. I I think I like neutral site games. I think I we've don't. gotten way too many. Some of the big ones, I don't think that they should do. Like okay. the ones, all the ones that they play at Jerry World, that just doesn't feel yes. right. Please. Soldier Field did feel right for a college football game, though, to me. I didn't like it. I didn't like from it the, from. From the optics perspective, I want a home and home. Also, Notre Dame is going to continue to have neutral site games. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. Until the sun burns out, so <laughs> just like they're going to continue their NBC contract. It's all about the dough. All yeah. about that. Money. Also, um, did they play that first game on Peacock? Yeah, or second game? Second oh, sure game. did. Second or the game. second People... game. Sure did. Second I was game. trying to figure out yeah, how to I... watch it. I was like, "What the hell?" I... Oh, I'm not paying for Peacock. Yeah, I'm not I've paying for a... Peacock. I've already... I'm already paying for enough random stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, that'll be that's a that's fun. Draw the line. Uh, I look forward to the day where all the uh, apps and streaming services come to us and say, for one big bundle, you can get all of these. Oh, it's coming <laughs> for a hundred and twenty dollars, yes. and they I just mean, re- repackage cable to us. Exactly. Disney is already kind of doing again. that with they Hulu, are. ESPN, yeah, and yeah. mm-hmm. Disney Plus, and Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Can't wait. Um. All right. New game, new blood. Should we talk about the degenerate delight at the end of the night before we get to the biggest game of the week, probably? And a little uh, yeah, Arizona State delight. UCLA? Yeah, that far. Arizona State UCLA? Oh, my goodness. Little, You're a glutton, for, glutton little, for punishment, huh? Little uh, de- degenerate's delight late at night type of special here. This is where all of us... Uh, Football addicts, betting heads, anybody who just loves the sport is just all of a sudden tuned in to the West Coast schedule. Uh, What is the line on this game? Three and a half. UCLA is the favorite. Over-under is 55. It's an interesting matchup. It's why I made my list of games to talk about. There's some other ones that we could, but like this one sort of jumped out a little bit. After I picked terribly, I thought Stanford definitely had a chance in that game, and then... I don't know what they were thinking. So after I picked terribly, um, I don't think I'll be picking against UCLA again, even points. Um, I feel like this one should be UCLA, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. This is good on good. Like, 
Arizona State, hell, surprisingly insanely good, efficient rushing offense against the UCLA rush defense that's only allowing 64 yards per game, 2.4 yards per attempt. Um, to me, it's can UCLA play bully ball? Can they just out-physical Arizona State? The secondary didn't, you know, they went up against Stanford, who was the second most efficient pass offense in the Pac-12. You know, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Um, you know, UCLA, we know what they can do in the run game. We've seen what they can do through the air, as Dante has highlighted multiple times. And it is, like, the big playability is definitely there for UCLA. I I think this is one, it, it's interesting, you know, can Daniels of Arizona State get it going big play-wise? Because they're going to need that to stay in this um, and get, you know, he's obviously adds a dimension with his legs, but can he drive the ball deep, which he is fairly good at when he does? Um, I kind of like UCLA just to kind of bully ball and out-physical them here. This is one of those ones where I think the physicality UCLA brings and the style they bring is a little bit more suited. I also don't like the coach at Arizona State. Herm? So. Not a Herm yeah. guy? No. <laughs> Slimy. If you, might, a, you might be the only member of the sports media that doesn't like Herm. <laughs> he is so slimy. <laughs> uh, I don't have... Also, they beat MSU twice. Yes, so. that I, yeah. I know why you don't really <laughs> yeah. don't like Herm. It's not because he's slimy. <laughs> I mean, every year he's in some sort of... Uh, uh, scholarship. Those don't matter anymore. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> Those don't matter anymore. My gut pick would just be UCLA. Um, just because they're three and one against the spread, and Arizona State's one and three against the spread. Yep. Yeah, I don't see how you don't pick UCLA in this one. Obviously, you already pointed out. Okay. Are okay. we going for a three-person agreement? Arizona State is clearly. <laughs> <laughs> The better team. These two are idiots on this show. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Next game. (laughs) All right. Biggest game of the week. Shall we do it? Well, I don't know. It's it's necessarily the biggest game of the. It's definitely the most talked about game. Alabama Old Miss minus fourteen and a half. This number has come way down. Opened up at twenty. Over under is flirting with eighty. I don't know what that noise was I just made with my mouth, but it's getting close to 80. It's at 79.5. I think it's the biggest over-under of the weekend. Where do we lie on this game? Because it is it's a doozy. I, I wish I had hopped on the number earlier in the week. Um, it The number now changes some things. But I don't even think those were on normal sports books early this week. I think they I think they took too many max bets before they even made them to a sports book so you could actually get any action true. on. Um, before they change the line down to 14 and a half. What should we call it? The, um, uh, the book that sets the early line. Like, took... Oh, go ahead. Which makes me like Ole Miss here. And mm-hmm. the fact that the over-under is 80, that's just an over that I want to be a part of. Um, that <laughs> That's simply sure. it. Um, I want to be a part of an over that hits, uh, hits 80. So... I would like the over in this in this game, and because there's so much smart money on Ole Miss, even though it was a twenty and a half, Alabama's known for covering. They didn't against Florida when I thought that they wouldn't be able to, and so with that, I do kind of lean towards Ole Miss. Matt Corral looks really good there. Um, Ole Miss is two zero and one against the spread. Alabama is two and one against the spread, but 
I still like Ole Miss in this game. I want to. I want to see Ole Miss. If it if it gets to fourteen, I don't really like it. I want to see the full fourteen number, uh, the fourteen and a half, so that we can get that. But that's what I like. Where I'm at with this game is if Matt Corral and the running backs can get off to a good start in this game, right? So this is going to be. Um, Ole Miss's ground offense versus basically Alabama's linebackers, right? Um, If that can happen and Ole Miss can keep this game close, I, so while I am, you know, kind of like agreeing with y'all, I think Ole Miss can actually win this game. Yes, I did just sit up in my chair for anybody that's (laughs) watching this at all. I do. I think Ole Miss has a chance. We've seen Alabama be vulnerable at times, right? And Florida gave you the recipe to score on them if you can duplicate what Florida did, right? Um, I think Ole Miss has a chance. I think they. I think Ole Miss will win this game if they keep it close. If it's a close game, that's my. I don't sense. hate it. I don't. <laughs> I don't love it, but I, I don't know. hate that's my it because. It's staying away. Close. Let, yeah. Let's just say I'm interested and I'm intrigued, but I'm not intrigued enough to be able to sprinkle a little money line. That's something that yes. I'm staying away. Yes. From. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's the fan part of me, the like, fuck yeah, let's go, kind of like fire away at the hip. Ole Miss is winning this game. That's like yeah, because because right. the stupid part's like well. You know, they struggle with semi-mobile, heavy pass offenses. You know, Johnny Manziel's of the world. You know, Matt Corral is a guy who was like, yeah, he's not completely taking off every time, but if you if you drop everybody back and you just rush your D lineman and he's got a lane, he'll take off or he'll just torch you through the air because they run an insanely efficient pass offense. Um, they are very good running backs. This is Lane Kiffin. Michael Wilbon had the most old take of old take ever this week and just completely outdated and showed, you know, he doesn't pay attention to the sport um, outside of maybe like the big game every week because Lane Kiffin went through the Nick Saban rehab program, has come out the other side, a new man, and is running a very efficient team. The The defense, you know, they're nothing to write home about, but they're also not terrible. They've improved. They're a, they're a little bit of a bend, don't break. Um, it is tough for me to say Alabama doesn't win this game because, you know, Bryce Young has been so phenomenal. Like, you throw pressure in his face, he's still good. You give him a clean pocket, he's elite level. You know, the defense has shown signs that they're breakable, that they'll give up some points. It'll be interesting to see what they do against a high-powered offense if they kind of crumble under that pressure or they rise to the occasion because they're going to eventually face a Georgia team that's going to throw some things at them offensively. Um, didn't Ole Miss have a bye? Did they play last? Or no, they just rested some people. Or did they have a bye? I think they had a bye, didn't they? Their record's 3-0. Yeah, so they had a bye last week, right? Am I just making? Yeah, they definitely had a bye last week. So, you know, I would assume Lane Kiffin's going to have some some specials in there. The lane train is going to deliver a special package here or two. Um, that's going to be interesting. I am also writing them to cover. I love it a lot higher if the number was higher, but I do think, you know, we've talked a lot this week feels it's, it feels like every game we're saying this, it's cliche at this point, but it is kind of physicality versus speed and spreading it out and 
you know, trying to put a bajillion points up. You have an Alabama team that may just say, screw it. We're going to try to just out-physical you, run the ball a ton, control time of possession, and not let your offense get into a flow of things. And I think that's a dangerous game. But on the other side, I see an Ole Miss offense that is looking mighty hard to stop in an Alabama defense that, while tested, has showed breakable and very susceptible to this style of play. Yeah, I mean, a dual-threat quarterback is not Nick Saban's favorite thing to play. No. Matt Corral has 158 yards rushing, like four or five touchdowns. It, the The recipe is there. Yeah. He is, yeah. yeah, Matt Corral has shown, like, he isn't run first, but he is certainly, you give it to him, he's taking it. Um, he's inc- I mean, he's a quarterback, too, that just doesn't seem to break under. Like, if he goes out and just has a bad series, he comes right back, ready to go again, confident as hell, and kind of just executes. It, it, it's insanely impressive what, Lane Kiffin and him are doing together. So, yeah, I, I I don't love the over. I know Tim's on it. I'm going to stay away from it. I will root all day long for the over, but uh, I, I am, I'm on, I'm on Ole Miss on this one. Um, I'd like the number to be bigger, but I, I like them at 14 and a half. All righty. Um, anything else before we give out our cards? We didn't really talk Florida, Kentucky. That's another big game. Um, there's a couple other big ones out was, there. Yeah. I was even going to real quick touch on Kansas state, Oklahoma. It's, it's a, uh, so whether or not Oklahoma breaks that uh, <laughs> breaks through with what, with what they're doing or not, this is a game that I'm interested to watch, mainly to figure out how to bet on Oklahoma for the rest of the year because I've clearly been wrong. Um, they haven't been able to break out here. So this is a game that I have my eyeballs on, but I don't want to bet because I don't know when Oklahoma is going to turn that on. Um, I think Kansas State could give them a fight, but who knows? Spencer Rattler might end up turning around. Things might start clicking for him. And he, and it's like, what do I do with them? It's either going to turn around and it's going to go real bad real quick in right. this game because of what happened last week with him getting booed and Shannon for the exactly. backup and not playing well. Like, it, he mentally feels like he could he'll either rise. I have, if I was a betting man and I am, I, I have a sneaking suspicion it's not going to go well. Um, and I think he. Yeah, you- think he might do too try to do too much yes i think he's going to yeah. try to come out and do too much and just now do they lose this game i don't know but for him personally i i think he's going to come out and just do too much and it's not going to go well that's my can, that's my feeling can okay. this is this is uh facetious but who is letting yukon and vanderbilt play can we just cancel <laughs> that game can we just yukon's got to go right back to last year <laughs> Sit this one out again. They got to get some new kids in. Yeah. Um, they they, they got to get COVID a coach. protocol. They got to get a coach. Um, they got to pull a Michigan and just stop playing the, the rest of the season. You know, they, we might have a few too many COVID cases. Don't really know how many kids actually have COVID, but we're just going to shut this down, you know, and we're going to move on to next year. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, that is a stinker. I saw that on there like, oh, man. Um, Florida, Kentucky will be a good one, I think, at Kentucky. Kentucky's three mm-hmm. one against the spread. Haven't really played anybody. If they run the ball well and kind of muck it up, they got a real shot here to cover the seven number. I think. Um, but I'm looking at eight and a half. Yeah, I'm looking Ooh. at eight and a half too. I, I don't think they cover that. Ah, dude, plus eight or Florida doesn't cover or Kentucky doesn't cover it. Kentucky. Dude, I don't know. They've shown it's weird. I don't. The problem is, is like if they. I think seven. Yes, eight and a half though. I don't know. 
Wait, that would work better for them. They're the, they're the underdog here. Going the yeah, other way. Yeah, you're I'm going in, the other way. You know what I meant. Yeah, 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 split yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I got what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I like eight and a half way better. Yeah, if it's eight and a half, yeah, grab that. Yeah, you like I, eight and a half better, right? Yeah, I like yeah, eight yes, and a half right. way better. Yes, 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 yes. I got what you're saying now. Um, I think I think Dan Mullen's finally got Florida moving, and I think that that they'll that they'll figure this out, and they'll be looking like one of the best teams in the SEC. Yeah, because they did look like that against Alabama. It's hard. Yeah, uh, I know they're never going to really with Georgia, but I don't know. Kentucky's twenty first and figured it out. Best rush defense right now, as far as it's John's very allowed. possible. Eh, we'll see. I'm I'm not holding my breath on him yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's a guy that similar to to Jefferson. If he gets the if he gets the threat, if he make if you have to respect his run ability in the game, he becomes much more of a threat in the passing game. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, we're gonna see. Kentucky's a weird one because. I thought they were going to be better than they are. They're not bad. I, I like them. Their defense has shown weak at times, but like I said, 21st in rush defense as far as yards allowed per game. Um, they need to be able to run the ball here, I think. And if they are able to run the ball with success, they stay within the number. If they have to throw it a ton and, and try to play from behind, they don't cover this number. Um, so, yeah, it's a bet I'm looking more into. Um, all right, anything before we give out our final picks, cards, what we have so far? I don't. Nope. I don't got nothing. Take it away. Um, all right. I don't have much right now. It's early in the week, but I do have a couple. I am on Maryland plus the three and a half. Um, I am going to take BC plus fourteen and a half against Clemson. I have been riding BC pretty hard yeah. this year. They have come through every, well. Every year, I feel like you ride BC. Every Damn year, it. they're a good team from Our a gambling might standpoint. Look very, very similar, Nate. I don't like this either. <laughs> I don't like it either right now. But you know what? <laughs> We're gonna it's positive vibes. I lit the candle this week while watching. I watched a college football game during that, so you know that's good vibes. I did it last week for the NFL. Turned it right <laughs> around. That is clearly the the good luck sign. Self care is important. Don't yeah. I? You know, don't. I'm not laughing at the self care. <laughs> I'm laughing at the way that Nate presented the self care. <laughs> that's what. I'm Self-care is important. <laughs> um, I um, got UC minus one and a half, Old Miss plus 14 and a half, and UCLA minus three and a half right now. Oh, LSU, where were they? I wanted them. I got to look at that game a little closer. LSU's minus three and I a say, half. I think, I'm taking, three and a half. I think I'm taking LSU in that game, but I'm not. Yeah. I don't like that one. I'm not sure yet, but that's that's a lookout for the card. Game. Yeah, that's a lookout yeah. for mm-hmm. Nate's ca- final card this weekend. I'm going to add like one or two more games to it. Um, so make sure you're following at Trophy Kids Pod. We'll also tweet out Tim's and any other picks we're giving. Um, yeah. But. That's a that's a possible ad. That's a that's a you know I might have a pick there. I'm I still looking at. But there's it. weird stuff okay. in that game. Like Auburn has never won, hasn't won in at LSU in like the past decade. <laughs> so like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like a weird game. Feels like weird and stuff. We already happening. know how Bo Nix does on the road. Exactly. Oh, Bo Nix, man. All right, <laughs> as we've talked about. <laughs> so I got Maryland plus three. I got Georgia minus eighteen and a half against Arkansas. I got Notre Dame plus two. Um, Old Miss plus 14 and a half against Bama. I'm also taking the historic over of 80 just because, you know, don't want to miss out on that. I do like Rutgers plus 15 against Ohio State. Rutgers is 4 and 0 against the spread. Ohio State is 1 2 and 1 against the spread. Um, I'm worried about Ohio State a little bit, but I think Rutgers can can bully them around a little bit and maybe keep them close. Um, so we'll, we'll see. 
I also have Nebraska minus 11 and a half against Northwestern. I just think Northwestern's bad. Oh, yeah. um, Northwestern's just garbage. Yeah. Um, I think Adrian Martinez can run as much as he wants to. Just hopefully he hangs on to the ball. What did we say last week? Don't let that ball. Illinois game cloud you on him, right? I mean, you all said it too. Don't let it cloud yeah. it completely. Oh, we knew. We, yeah. I knew Adrian. Oh, yeah. I I yeah, was stand up. I was worried. I did warn that I was worried. I liked Michigan State to win. Don't know about cover, but you know. But yeah, it is for the it listeners, is. just don't let that first game cloud your memory of him too much. He's he's improved from what you last saw. <laughs> yes, and they did look halfway decent against Oklahoma too. So I I, I like Nebraska in that one minus eleven and a half. I did also add Boston College plus fifteen versus Clemson. The last one, Nate already said a degenerate. Um, special, but I'm going to even go even more of a degenerate special, and that's Fresno State minus 10.5 versus Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> the 11 p.m. I game. Am, I am preemptively adding that to my card. Um, I love it. There was one more that I was looking at. The other one, depending on how I do early in the day, this one's either going to be an ad or it's going to just be a hold because I'm doing terribly and clearly not seeing the board in college football right, and that is Baylor plus 3.5 against Oklahoma State. Um, I like that one. I don't necessarily love it, just depending on how my picks do early in the day. I have a lot before the, th- the 7 p.m. kickoffs that go. So, um, in fact, I think most of my picks are either at noon. Well, one's, at fr- one's on Friday. Some of them are at noon, and then some of them are at 3.30. So I have a decent amount before that 7 o'clock game kicks off. So we'll see how I'm seeing the board before then. And if so, I do like Baylor plus 3.5. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't give out picks because every time I do, the exact opposite <laughs> happens. So that's fair. And that's exactly why I would like you to give out picks, Dante, so I can go the opposite way. Opposite way, man. I've not. I have yet hey, to be heaven. right, except on the UCLA LSU game. That was yeah. it. That was yeah. it. Yeah, that was right. Um, yeah, that is that is true. But hey, that's why we have us two, and then you help balance it out. Tell us where we're That's being right. blindfully wrong. Um, all right. That is all I have got this week. Um, I don't know if you have anything else before we wrap that up, but that's it. That right. is it for me. All right, everybody. As always, peace. Peace. peace.